do it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Inspire Before We Expire show. I am your host, Terrell Sumter. Guys, I'm very grateful, thankful, and graceful to see another day that's never a promise. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you all to take some time and really just close your eyes. And I just want you to say thank you. Honestly, most of us wake up every day and not realize and understanding that the power of thank you can take you many places. Just appreciate and showing gratitude to who he is above. Honestly, guys, and then I want you to really visualize where do you see yourself in the next few months? It's crunch time. The new year is approaching 2020. Yes, indeed, guys. And I want you to inhale, exit. Inhale, exit. Wax on, wax off. Open your eyes. And now know that tomorrow was never promised, but today we are present. That I know that during this time, there's a storm going on. And most of us been through a storm, and most of us know the feeling, but we can get through anything we go through, that we can grow through. So I need you all to really take some time, get your notepads and pens out. Honestly, guys, because you're going to need it. I have a special treat for you today. Um, and I just wanted to say happy Labor Day to all. <laughs> Somebody asked me, oh, is Labor Day people off? Why are you still interviewing? And I'm like, man, listen, <laughs> this is 24-7, nonstop. I got to keep it going. But... You know, um, I just wanted to really, really say, guys, thank you all for the support and thank you all for really riding with us, you know, on this journey. So, guys, I have a special treat for you today coming out of Indiana, out of Nashville, Tennessee. Sorry about that. Um, this gentleman here, oh, man, is it is an NFL athlete who mostly recently played with the Washington Redskins. He attended Vanderbilt University, it's a great university, where he received his bachelor's in civil engineering as well as his master's in business while being a two-time captain for the football team. He has gained visibility through the YouTube channel. He and his wife, Sean Johnson, started together, which now has over 100 million views. His top 90 podcast titled redirected focuses on those who like him have interested career pivots the experience he has gained through his time in the digital space has led to coaching and consulting on behalf of google for fortune 500 companies for how to create engaging content giving back has always been a focus for this gentleman as a result he has won awards such as the sec Community Service Player of the Week and the All-State Good Works Award. Him and his wife, Sean, are expecting their first child in October. Wow, that's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome my good friend. First time on the show, Mr. Andrew East. Andrew, how you doing today, man? I'm great, T. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today, man. I know it's the first time for you. Let's get right to it, man. Drew, when did the journey first, first begin to, for you, man? So I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm the middle of five kids. I got three brothers and, uh, and a younger sister. And uh, my, my parents were high school sweethearts. So my dad is the one that got me into football. He started playing in high school. Then he ultimately played at Purdue uh, University. He was a long snapper there. So for those of you who don't know what a long snapper is, on punts and field goals, I'm the guy that throws the ball between my legs. Uh, to get the ball to the punter uh, or the holder. So he got me and my brothers into that. 
um, married my mom and we got a, a, a bunch of rascal uh, siblings running around the house. But I, uh, I started playing football because my older brother played and obviously my dad had a, had a deep history with it. And so um, I loved it, man. In high school, we had a garbage team, like really bad <laughs> high school team. You, we never want, had a winning season. Right. But I was fortunate enough to um, to end up at Vanderbilt, which is a, a crazy story in and of itself. So I um, was not highly recruited. Again, my team was bad, so it made it harder to get visibility in the football coach, uh, with the football coaches. And so I was like – I was doing everything I could because this is my dream to play college football. That's like what I wanted to do. My dad did it, and I thought that that was just the coolest thing, so I wanted to do it too. Um, so I would sit down and I would write emails to every um, every – college coach that I could find and so what I would do I, I was like I would look at the secretary's email address which you could usually find online and then I would like figure out that oh it's the first letter of the first name and then their full last name so that must be if this is a coach's name this is his email address and I was kind of like you know uh shimmy it like that so I had an offer to like a d3 school but they don't give scholarships I could have gone to Princeton but I wanted to play d1 uh, football and so I signing day came and went and um, I didn't have any offers from a division one school but I kept going to camps I kept I kept sending emails kept reaching out to coaches and in April of my senior year so this is way later than most people commit to uh, to to playing college football I get a call from the Vanderbilt head coach and I had like had a really strong relationship with them I went to the camp and just like meshed with the coaches and uh, he says, hey, we have a scholarship offer for you opened up. And I was just like floored because I didn't know how that could happen. Um, mm -hmm. I, said, I said, well, didn't you guys give away all our scholarships? He said, well, unfortunately, there was a guy by the name of Rajon Bennett, who was like the highest rated recruit Vanderbilt had ever had running back out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had tragically died saving his handicapped little brother um, from an intruder who came in and was just was just shooting around with a gun so he comes in front of him, took a bullet and uh, the coach said, Hey, we want you to take his spot. We think you'd be a, a good uh, character fill in. Um, and so, you know, here I am torn cause it's my dream come true on the one hand. Uh, but under such tragic circumstances. And so, you know, I, in my time at Vandy, I tried to, to honor Ray John. Uh, he was just like this unbelievable guy just left a difference wherever he was. And so, um, enjoyed my time there, had some good success and, uh, ultimately went into the NFL, which is a mm. whole different story. Absolutely. So you see how you just kept trying and being persistent. Like I just want the audience to really listen to you because it's already starting on fire. Like you, you say you wasn't recruited, but you just kept, you say you was emailing people and, to an unfortunate situation, you know, um, my condolences out to Ray John, you know, that a teammate of yours, um, he had to focus on family because he had a loss. And that's when you was able to really show your talent. And how did you feel at that moment, Drew? If you can really, really share with the, the people, like once you got that call and once you was really able to really play for this big university. Yeah, gosh. Um, well, that's, I mean, this is kind of my whole story is I'm, I'm not a guy of extreme talent. Um, I'm like a, I'm a pretty good football player. It gets me in the door, but I'm not the superstar. So my, my whole 
MO is if you have a dream, like you got to show up every day, do whatever you can to make that dream work. Cause like for me, I'm, I'm not a guy that it would just like have like all the doors would open for me. Um, but when I got that scholarship offer, it was like this moment of almost like relief, like, Oh gosh. Okay. Whew. Like I'm, I did it. I, I achieved my dream. There's so much excitement, but then it was like, okay, but now I have to show up and play college football. So what does that mean? And so then, you know, I, I showed up and I didn't know my teammates very well and everybody was stronger and faster than me. And so I, I became the guy that in the weight room and in, in the practices and in training, I would like, I literally made my reputation in being the crazy dude in the weight room by just like screaming, yelling, throwing around the weights, you know, I'd be the hype man out of practice right. uh, because that, that was the only thing I could do. Like I wasn't going to be the dude scoring touchdowns all the time. So I had to be the hype. Dude. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta get in where you fit in sometimes, you know? Absolutely. And then most people don't know that long snapper is not easy position, man. That's, um, it's, it's similar to like, uh, you know, you know how the, the punter and kicker got that, that they're the go-to people, you know, when it's crunch time and, um, you got to make sure that the people don't, <laughs> you don't get a fumble, you don't accidentally, uh, throw the ball any other type of way, you know? So, yeah. um, so being at the university of Vanderbilt, what was like, um, who was like somebody that really, really like inspired you while in that, during that college journey or something? Yeah, man, it was, it's so cool as I look back on it. I was so fortunate to have a mentor by the name of John Stokes. So I came in as like this, again, nobody knew who I was. I wasn't a highly recruited guy. I was later than everybody else. So all the other classmates of mine coming in had built relationships. And so I kind of felt like the odd man out. But this guy, John Stokes, um, who was a senior at the time, and I really meshed. And he was a captain of the team, mm. like this stud player. And so I kind of like just learned, I would literally like, if John Stokes does this, I'm going to do that. Right. You know, showing up an hour early, I'm going to show up an hour early. Mm-hmm. Staying an hour late, I'm going to stay up an hour late. Um, and so we would hang out together on the weekends. I would, we would obviously spend a lot of time together on the football field. And he like changed my whole course of, you know, you come in, you come in sometimes as a new guy in any situation. Right. You don't have a lot of confidence. You know, you don't know the environment of how things work. But I would encourage anybody to just find find someone who's been there, like older, a mentor. Yes. They can show you the ropes uh, because that, I mean, that's, you know, none of us at the end of the day, we're all going to, we're all going to be walking into new situations pretty frequently. I would say we do that a lot in life. Mm. And you can find someone who can help you through that and give you a head start on, you know, hey, this is, this is what's going to lead to success. And that can, that can make a world of difference. But while I was there, I had, I had four head coaches Mm. in five years. And so that was nuts just because like every head coach has a different style. So again, how do you succeed in these different regimes? But there's one coach that um, I'm very grateful for James Franklin, who's at Penn state now. And his, his thing was this, he was like, Hey, if you work hard, you will succeed here. You might Mm. not be, the most talented player you might, you know, you might not even start, but if you work hard, like you, you will get rewarded. And so it was under him that I really kind of found um, my space and was able to thrive. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. I love that. Um, Thank you for sharing that as well. So how did you overcome that, that, like you say, you know, you got to be confident when these spaces, like, how did you, how did you overcome that, that feeling of just like, you know, I'm not sure I'm not able to. So you can really share with those who feel stuck at that moment, whether athlete or 
Um, anything else? Man, I so so you listen to this podcast, and I don't know how I don't know if I come off super confident or or what, but um, I I feel like the first I'm not a super confident guy inherently. I feel like the first step to building confidence, at least through my experience, is humbling yourself. So, like, what does that mean? Well, if you come in and you're like, oh, I got it all figured out, I'm the hot shot. Right. not gonna you're not gonna be able to mesh with that mentor right because you're gonna turn them away because a if you act like you have it all together and you don't need help then nobody will give you help if you humble yourself and you say hey i don't know what's going on you're you're just gonna naturally attract um more people who are gonna be able to help you through that situation probably open the door to a mentor so i feel like the first step to confidence is humbling yourself um and so i feel like it's kind of um almost like an inherent advantage that I have that I don't have a lot of confidence in my situation. A lot of time, like fortunately I'm, I'm consistently in situations where I'm uncomfortable and I don't really know what's going on. So I, I am forced to be like, okay, who, who can I turn to and ask for help? I feel like, I feel like that's, that's one thing that as I've grown older, I've seen a lot of people struggle with is like asking, asking for help. I have a friend who, once the, who has a dream job, um, but really just needs to ask like two or three people to like get there and, and they're scared to do it. They don't know how to do it. They don't think that they'll, they'll get the answer they want. I feel like just asking, um, and humbling yourself, uh, can, can make a world of difference, you know? I love that. Why do you feel like, man, men nowadays feel like it's, um, it's a weak emotion to really show vulnerability? Yeah. What's the advice you would give to those, you know, who really need that at the moment? Oh man, I hope that's changing. Um, geez. Yeah. Uh, why do I feel like, I, I mean, there's like a lot of pressure, right? Like there's like, you know, you go on social media and there's a lot of people doing a lot of successful things. So like if, if I'm not doing that successful thing that that person's doing, then right. I'm not successful. So like it's just easier to not be vulnerable. Um, but my wife and I have had the, uh, unique experience to share some very vulnerable things online and i feel like when you are vulnerable it unlocks this community of support of people who are also going through whatever difficult thing you're going through and so we have learned that like being vulnerable only leads to good things as hard as it is yes. to take that leap and and to be courageous and be like hey uh i'm really struggling like hey i don't i don't have any money or hey i don't i don't feel like I'm, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I belong in this job or whatever it is like to be courageous and be vulnerable that opens you up to that community. And that's invaluable. Mm, I love that, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. So the university of Vanderbilt, what was the next step for you after that, man? So I went to business school. I, I did a three, two program at Vandy. So I went right into business school and got my, my master's in business, my intent coming out of college. And this is why I studied civil engineering was I wanted to be a missionary in a third world country, build wells and give people water who, who, um, who didn't have access to it. Um, and so, but then I, and that's why I went to business school too, so that I could learn the, the structure of how to, you know, do nonprofit work or whether it was, maybe it was even for profit, how do you structure that? And what's the best way to navigate that? But when I graduated, I had the opportunity to sign with the Kansas city chiefs. And so I, um, I decided to do it because, you know, I, I said my goal, was to play college football. And so to play pros was like this crazy, it wasn't even a dream of mine. It was like, wow, okay, like, yeah, I'll do it. Like this is once in a lifetime. Um, So I was just 
all in on the on the Chiefs. And I ended up I signed like this three year deal, more money than I could ever dream of. I ended up getting cut after three months and uh was just heartbroken. I was I literally like stayed at home, locked myself in my house for three months and like didn't know I had zero zero confidence in what to do next. Like even though I had these two degrees from a pretty good university, I had no confidence. I signed up to be an Uber driver. I was like this sad dude on the couch watching a lot of TV and getting fat. And uh so it took me it took me about four months to get out of that phase. And so it kind of it began this this five year process of signing with the team, getting cut from a team, moving to a different city, signing with the team, getting cut from a team. I've now signed uh, nine different contracts with seven different professional teams, lived all over the place. It's been like this crazy journey. Uh, my wife fortunately has been uh, just a saint through it all, but uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a wild journey in the NFL. Right. Right. As you said, you, the first team you came across was the Kansas city chiefs as far as signing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like when you got that call and then knowing that, you know, you ready, you know, but then you say three months later, they, they let you go. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, as you can look back, right. And you knew that maybe some years ago, this was a, this was part of, this was something you wanted to do. You know, you wanted to go to the league. You know, so it's like, um, how did you like not only feel, but how did you deal with that? Like, how did you deal with the pressure while going through that that phase of just knowing that, man, now I'm I'm let go. What is what? What should I do now? Like, if that that sounds about right to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm, I like look back on the whole thing. and I'm so, so thankful, even though it was like the hardest year and a half of my life. Uh, you know, my wife and I were planning our wedding and, you know, here we're sending out invitations and all my f- friends and family are like, hey, so you got <laughs> like house football. And I'm like, I got cut. I freaking don't have a job. Um, but this is, you know, I my goal was only to play college football. And this is a valuable lesson I learned. Like, a lot of times you get stuck in this, like I call it the treadmill of, of goals. Right. And like, it's really good to continue to, to raise the bar for yourself. So, you know, I, I achieved my dream of getting a D one scholarship. And then I set a new goal above that of like, okay, now I want to start in a game. And then another goal of, I want to be a captain. And then like, I want to put playing the pros and then I want to, you know, be a hall of famer and whatever. And so I feel like I kind of got caught up in that and didn't, and I didn't take a step back and, just be thankful. Just like you said in, in the opening uh, sequence there, like you sometimes like it's, it's great to just be thankful. Uh, not, not that we can't have ambitions, but like, dude, appreciate where you're at. And I'm all about celebrating the small wins. So um, it, it felt really bad. Unfortunately I had, I had Sean, my wife, who was just like this um, amazing support. And I had these, this community that I had built over the years that was like really helped me through it. Um, but I got through it. I, I got over that little time of like just depression by at some point I, I decided, Hey, I got to do something or else I'm just going to like sit and wallow in my own pity here. And nobody wants that. Like you did not want to be around me after I got cut from the chiefs. It was like, I, I, I was not a smiley dude. wasn't a happy dude. wasn't going to, 
I was almost like only consumed by myself, which I feel like is just poison. Um, so I got over that. I was like, I got to do something. And so we started a YouTube channel. I like started, I bought a camera and I was like, I can, I'm going to document uh, this, how I feel this part of life. I'm going to document, you know, us planning a wedding while I don't have a job. I'm going to document me doing tryouts with, with different teams. Even though I'm not going to sign. I was like, okay, this, this is at least going to give me one step in the right direction to building confidence in some other area of my life. And so that was huge. It was, it was. Cause it's like, you, you didn't give up on yourself, you know, like most people, <clears throat> like you say, you sat in a room for a certain period of time, but you didn't give up on yourself. And as you mentioned a few times, and I love that you keep, you know, referencing your wife too, as well. Shout out to her, you know, yeah. cause I could see that <clears throat> she's been with you through this time and period of your life, through the trials and tribulations. And I think that's big because most of us, you know, we can't do it alone, right? You know, um, we need that one person to be biased to help us continue to keep going because it's so many times that we can fall that somebody else going to pick us up until we got to lift ourselves back up, you know? So I just wanted to really get into it as well, man, Um, get back to it because I just think people need to hear this about being rejected. and um, over and over and over again. So it's like through those times and period of going through those, 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 um, those teams and visits, those teams and stuff like that, you know, what was, um, what was something that finally came to you that say, man, I'm just going to like focus on this certain thing now at the moment. Like what was that certain time where you felt like that? Like you say, man, I'm just going to focus on my YouTube channel and building a family versus just football. Yeah, well, in in every rejection, I feel like we get feedback on, hey, why did I get rejected, and, and what can I do to decrease my chances of getting rejected next time? And so, you know, all these coaches are like, hey, you you didn't, we're not going to sign you because X, Y, and Z. And so, it's really good to have that feedback. Um, I feel like I feel like also, and I heard one of my friends say this really well, like, it's 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 great to have inspiration, but you also have to have the foundation. So like the, the big dream is like super important. That's kind of like the, the juice that gets you going. But those, those five years of getting cut and not making it, that was building the foundation to help me ultimately, you know, build the, the career on YouTube and ultimately actually make my dream of the NFL happen. Um, and so I've, I've never, and I don't know if I would recommend this. I feel like this is not um, in line with a lot of what I hear motivational guys and successful business people online say. I've never been a all or nothing kind of dude. Like I've always kind of been working on a plan B, right? So like in college, I had uh, my civil engineering degree that like, you know, help, help. I feel like they kind of mutually complemented each other. And then I got my business degree and then you know, in the NFL, like I, I, I went through that three month period when I was with the chiefs, I was like all in on football, I was like, this is it. And it didn't pay off. And then, you know, I get cut and I had nothing else to do. And so I learned then that like, you gotta be, even if it's just like you working on a hobby to, to like have maybe, maybe I feel like a lot of people overthink things. That's what I did with football. I was like all in my head and, and it ultimately detracted from my confidence but mm -hmm. having the youtube channel and me building that hobby of like videography video editing learning in the online space helped me succeed in football because a it gave me the financial freedom to do so right like i, I would not have made had a five-year runway in the nfl 
if I needed to get another job, but I made YouTube work because I was now documenting my NFL career of how I wasn't making it, which mm -hmm. extended the runway to allow me to make it, if that makes sense. Um, but it also, it also pulled me outside of my own head and like athletes do this a lot. Like, Oh, like you just got to force it to happen. You just got to make it happen. And like, just think, think, think like, um, I got to change this angle of my leg or I got to change, you know, work on this <laughs> flexibility. And like, sometimes, sometimes like you just got to let the, this is what one of my friends says, don't take the athlete out of it. Like we've each been given unique talents, unique gifts. Like don't, don't try to overshadow those with your, your own mental processes that sometimes handicap you. So um, it ended up working out really well. It's been, it's been a blast. Yeah. I love that, man. That's awesome. Before we get into the YouTube channel, what's some, you know, what, what is some advice you would give to some young athletes right now? Like just something that's on your mind at the moment. Dude, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Indianapolis and they just built this huge, like multi-hundred acre uh, youth sports facility called <laughs> Grand Park, kind of right where I, I am. And there's like this whole trend now of, hey, if you want to be a professional baseball player, you're going to only play baseball from the year, you know, from when you're six years old or whatever. Mm. And Sean, my wife doing gymnastics, it's like, there's a lot of pressure on these young kids to be Olympic gymnasts and families are moving across the country to be with this one coach. Mm. And again, like that, that's a lot of pressure for a little kid. I'm all about, you know, just like me not being all in on one thing. Like I, I played, I played multiple sports in high, all through high school. Uh, I was, I had a lot of different things I was interested in college. And like, I, I think, I think there's some pressure to, Hey, if you want to be successful, like, in baseball, you have to only focus on baseball and that's just going to cripple you in the long run. So, so have fun. You know, if you're an athlete, do different things with your athletic abilities or that's playing different sports or playing pickup with your friends. Like I'm all about that. So, yeah. I love that. I wanted to just point out to some real fast. Cause I thought everything you just went over just really stood, stood out to me and can relate to me. Cause I was a young athlete at one point in time too, as well. And um, I just think that most of us really just got to continue to give it a shot. And if it's not that, it's something else. Like you say, we have this gift and we have to utilize it. It's sometimes that it doesn't come overnight. It comes with time. And it's also about surrounding yourself. around. And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Um, the right people because they can help you also push closer to that calling and purpose in life. So, Drew, I thank you for really going through that, man. And every rejection is a redirection, honestly. Let's get into it, man. Um, the YouTube channel. When did it first start, man? And I see that, man, you and your wife has built something big. and um, a lot of people across the world is going crazy for this content every day. So tell us a little. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so, 
Tell us a little. What are you laughing at, T? <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about this, man, because I just think it's amazing what you guys are building, man. I never really seen too much like this before. It's unique too. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and and you know, we have no idea what we're doing, but we're doing it, and uh, you know, I think that's uh, it's it's fun. But again, it was it was the first thing that I did to get myself out of that rut after I got cut from the chief is I was like, Hey, you know, I'm a quote unquote NFL player. I'm trying to make the NFL, you know, I'm doing these tryouts with different teams uh, a couple times a year. Sean, I obviously, you know, she has, she has this fantastic fan base. I was like, let's start, let's start making videos. And so we did, they were awful, dude. They were so bad. But one thing that, I am so thankful that my dad taught me is like, I'm not a perfectionist. Sean is. I feel like a lot of people get intimidated to start something new that even maybe they really want to do because they don't feel like they can execute it with the perfection that they feel like is necessary. And so, but I don't have that. So I'm like, Hey, I want to make a YouTube video. I start a channel. I record my first video. It's up in three hours, like the, the in, within three hours. And again, it was garbage, but it, it took us to that, it like crossed that starting line, which is huge. A lot of people don't get across that starting line. Um, and then we started making, you know, one video a month and then it was one video a week. And now we're doing like four videos a week. It's been crazy. We've built this awesome audience and our, our whole content is about being vulnerable. So, you know, we have documented some really, really vulnerable things from me getting cut from NFL teams. And I'm sitting there bawling in tears because it freaking sucks to uh, some person, more personal things. Like my wife and I experienced a miscarriage. So now we're kind of going through like this, the whole pregnancy thing, expecting our first child. And so, you know, you were talking about vulnerability and that's, I feel like why people have been attracted to it and we've built what we have, whatever it is, um, is because there's, there's, there's a lot of people putting out some vulnerable things, but like, uh, you know, we're just, we're, we're trying to do it with the intent of like encouraging people that, Hey, if you're going, if you're going through a, the, a loss of a job, like there's probably something else, probably something better on the other side. And Hey, if you, if you're going through a miscarriage, like it's okay. You're still loved. It's not your fault. Like there's no shame in that. Like you have nothing wrong with you that happens in one and one in every three. And so like, we just try to be really vulnerable and really encouraging through that. And then we built this amazing community that I couldn't be more thankful for. Absolutely. Um, my condolences well to the little woman. Um, yeah. But you see that you, you guys are expecting one in October. So Crazy, bro. that's big. Um, so what, what allowed you to, 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 to keep and what allowed you to continue to keep being consistent in this YouTube space? I don't think anything allowed that consistency i think it was like dude you gotta be consistent like you just have to like that's it like again my story is not that i i'm a fantastic i'm not a casey neistat where i make super dope videos i'm not a i'm not a brad pitt where i'm like this great actor great camera personality all i do is i keep showing up and that's been the case in football that's been the case in youtube you know i took this is now we're coming up on our fourth year on YouTube. We're like three and a half years in. Congratulations. We have, yeah. We didn't have success right out of the gate. Like we were, you're not making money, you know, your first two years. So it's been like, you just gotta be consistent. Like, Hey, if this is where you want to be, 
it's, you have to realize that you, you're going to, you have to be here, 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 and here before you get to that point. So nothing allowed. You just got to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And you guys have built over, um, have reached over, man, hundred million views. That's big. Congratulations on that. Yeah, it's Tell us about that process, man. As many people want to get to that first mill, but you guys have did a hundred million views. So that's reaching out so many people. And like you've mentioned before in the beginning, engaging, so just tell us about that process and really reaching those people. And yeah, yeah, I mentioned it with uh, with my time at Vandy and, and and the football locker room, like finding a mentor. What we did uh, about two months into making our YouTube video, we, we realized we were like, hey, we don't know anything about how to make videos or how to be successful on YouTube, and we don't we don't currently know anybody that knows how to be successful on YouTube and, and make sweet videos. So we literally, I still have the spreadsheet. We went through different YouTube channels and you could find in the about section, email inquiries, right? And a lot of people have it listed. Um, so I, I made this whole spreadsheet, had like a couple hundred people, just like I did with the football coaches. And I emailed every single one. Hey, do you want to do a collab? Hey, can I pick your brain about making videos? Hey, how do you do that? Like, I, I love, you know, I, I, you just got to reach out and ask the question, humble yourself. It's like, hey, we have no idea what we're doing, but we want to learn. We're eager. Um, and then also along with having to ask, I feel like it's important to, to be able to ask strategically. And I feel like that kind of comes out of a respect for like, Hey, if I'm, if I'm reaching out to you, Terrell, like to, to learn about how to do podcasting or to potentially request to be on your show, I'm going to like out of respect to you, research your content learn what you're about, what your upbringing is, try to find like a, 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 uh, something we share and can like, can have in common. And then you write that an email. Hey, Terrell, I see you're from Florida. You know, I spent some time in Jacksonville, really loved it down there. You know, you got a surf thing in, in the, in, in the background there. I love the surf too. Like whatever it is that you can, that you can find to, to build, start building that relationship, not to manipulate, but to realize like, Hey, this person might get hundreds of emails a day, but I want to show them that I'm different. Um, you start the conversation that way. And then I see that you make content, inspirational content. You know, I have been cut by seven different NFL teams, ultimately achieved my dream five years. Like, how can I make it easy for you to say yes? You know what I'm saying? Like mm. a lot of people just say, Terrell, let me be on your podcast. Mm. You're sitting there like, why? <laughs> like, who are you? And why do you fit in my, in my content series? Like, you know, you got to be strategic. And so that's what we do with YouTube is we reach out to what I did was look for anybody that was doing gymnastics content. Cause my wife was a gymnast. Uh, I looked for anybody that was like into football, sent them an email said, Hey, you know, I've been playing on this thing. Like, and so we did, we did a lot of collaborations and it helped us grow. It helped us learn to create better content and uh, it's helped us get to where we are today. Absolutely. That's amazing. So what are five uh, key tips that you would give to those YouTubers out there right now to build in a successful, unique, authentic uh, YouTube channel, YouTube platform? Five tips. Okay. One, uh, just do it. Like, again, a lot of people have, uh, maybe they've created a YouTube channel. Maybe they have the, the concept, but they haven't actually started creating videos because they're too nervous. Just mm -hmm. do it. You got you to gotta start the race. Two, be consistent, right? Like if you say to your audience, you're going to put out one video a week, put out one video a week. That's what I do with my podcast now, which is all about, you know, people who have an interesting career pivots. Like, dude, freaking, I don't want to put out an episode every week. That's a lot of work, but I told my audience that I'm going to, and I realized that 
if I want to have a super successful podcast, I have to make podcasts. Mm-hmm. So you did, you, we did that. Now we're on our 52nd episode and like, we're starting to have a lot of success. I'm really excited about it, but like, you gotta, you gotta be consistent. Um, three is, is, is collaborate. So like find someone, maybe, maybe you have someone in your city that's YouTube, that's a, that's a YouTuber, or maybe you need to drive four hours to meet up with a YouTuber, but like ask, find people find people that are doing what you want to do and ask them to learn like hey i'll be your intern i'll be i'll do it for free for three months or whatever it is like just try to learn as much as you can and and don't be afraid to ask for um gosh be an eager student i feel like i'm always like i'm always reading news on hey youtube changed this in the algorithm or like this person's having a lot of success like like how can i learn as much as possible so that I can apply whatever that knowledge is and, mm. and help us build success on our channel. Um, and then I feel like five for us, this, this has been huge for Sean and I is like realize they're like being community centered and like focusing on our fans being really grateful to them and realizing that like, Hey, we have 900,000 subscribers now, 100 million views. Each one of those is a person that had spent time to uh, watch your video. And so we were, we were responding to every single comment YouTube took away our comments now, but we were literally just wanting every single comment for like the first two years, like mm. so much time doing that. A lot of people are like, Oh, I want a hundred million views. Um, and then they just expect like those views to happen, but they don't realize that that every view is like a person who's now, you know, you're expecting them to be invested in your stuff and you're not invested in them. So like realize that, you know, you're building a community and you, you like, you don't, the fans don't owe you, you owe the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. how do you attract so many listeners man and subscribers yeah i think i think collaboration like collaboration and then just like like i said being community oriented like uh you know you doing this podcast i'm probably gonna share it on my instagram people are gonna not everybody's gonna be interested in your show after mm-hmm. this but some mm-hmm. people will, and you'll grow your audience and then you keep doing that and five years later you'll have something successful but you know yeah Absolutely. I love that, man. Um, and I just wanted to also just congratulate you and Sean again for building so much of a successful platform. As you say, the first two years of it, you guys was responding to every uh, comment, you know, um, because I think that's important too. so many people look at it as having followers or subscribers, but you know, um, the people are what keep us going, you know, honestly, um, they keep us relevant. They, it's not about an image, but it's about building something and leaving something behind you know, uh, much more than, you know, what is current. So I think that many people need to, you know, really, really um, reach out to people. They need to ask for help. Everybody don't know it all. And I mentioned this in my last uh, interview. You know, we don't know it all. We don't have it all. You know, um, something somebody might have, you might not have. And that's okay. We still human at the end of the day. And that's why I love with Drew, Drew breaking it down so much, plain and, and, and unique for you guys to really understand and not towards you're being like, oh man, like that big word I understand, but bring it to where you can understand it and implement it into your life. So that's awesome, man. Um, so where can they follow you, man, on YouTube and follow, you know, um, the journey on YouTube or whatever? Yeah, so my wife's a big deal. So you can find her at Sean Johnson. She's a beast. She's hilarious. I love <laughs> uh, we have our YouTube channel called The East Family. Like okay. The, East, like the direction. Um, I have my own podcast called Redirected wherever you find your podcast and you can find me on social media everything is andrew d east 
Absolutely. That's awesome. Hey, Drew, you've been mentioning your wife quite about, I think, 10 times in this interview. We got to get to it, bro. How did y'all first meet, man? When did y'all first meet? What was it bro. like, man? I know, look, you, you, you get the heat. <laughs> I know, no, no, this fires me up. Well, cause it, and like, like, this is what I'm saying. I'm not, like, when we first met, I was not an Olympic athlete. I wasn't, I was in freaking school. I had two shirts to my name. I wasn't like, yeah, I was, I'm a scraggly dude. You could tell, like, I don't put a lot of time in my looks. I'm not a fresh guy. But what I do do, Terrell, is I'm persevering. So yes. we met, my brother uh, bumped into her at the Olympics in 2012. Uh, he had, again, remember we, we, we said, like, look, do your research on people and, like, know what to ask. He had found out that she was looking at going to go into school at Vanderbilt. So to his credit, he said, I have a brother that's playing football there. He'll go get to her. Next thing you know, like I get her number. <laughs> I called her. We went on a first date out in LA. Like we bumped into each other. She ghosted me for nine months. Right? <laughs> the first date apparently did not go well from her side. I thought we had a blast, but I kept persevering, not in a creepy way, but I was like, Hey, you know, like just encouraging her and like, Hey, I saw you did this. Like, great job. This is fun. Whatever, whatever you can do. And then nine months later, we ultimately went on a second date. We get engaged two years after that. And now we've been married for three years. Got a kid on the way and uh, couldn't be more terrified about being a parent. But we're excited. Absolutely. That's big, man. So your brother was able to really connect you to. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. of him. It's his uh, fault. Wow. I know y'all probably talk about it when y'all at the table at family gathers and stuff like that. And like, man, <laughs> you know, maybe sipping some wine and just having a conversation with the family, man. I think that's beautiful. How did you know she was the one? Dude, gosh, yeah. I don't think I did, really. I just decided, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get asked that. We do We do a whole lot of relationship stuff on our YouTube channel. And, like, we get asked that a lot. Like, uh, how do I, how will I know that that's a person I want to marry? Mm. Like, there's, there's nothing, like, you're not going to sl get slapped in the face one day and, like, say, you got to marry this person. You're not going to wake up and, like, it be written on the outside of your freaking wall or on your door. Like, you decide, hey, this is a person I'm going to marry. And I'm going to do what it takes to make that work. So here we go. Like, that's just, I, I, I feel like it's honestly a mentality mm. and going through marriage. And like, you can either have the mentality of, gosh, my wife is really annoying me because that's what wives do. That's what husbands do too, is you annoy your spouse. Uh, they didn't do the dishes. They didn't do the laundry. But the or I could have the mentality of like, hey, you know what? They probably didn't do the dishes because they were doing something else that was productive. Or they didn't do the laundry, but probably because they, there's a million other things that they could be doing. So, like, it's a mentality. I really do think it is. Like, you just decide. You make up your mind. And you do what it takes. Absolutely. No, that's beautiful, man. Um, I usually do this each and every interview, Drew. I show gratitude to those who devote time um, to be on the show to share their journey, man. Uh, lessons learned. And everything they've been through their journey, man, to help other people overcome that hump and that space of being stuck and out that comfort zone to unlock that inner greatness. So I just wanted to, man, say, man, thank you for really being 100% vulnerable, coming here, man, sharing your journey where it started, um, you know, growing up and also just the 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 process of going through college and, um, you know, the NFL and and things of that nature being rejected, but accepting, reflecting, but continue to continuing to go and keeping yourself, um, you know, just, just, just in flow, like just trying to reach for something more. And I just, like you say, perseverance. And when you mentioned that word, I'm like, that's it right there. You know, 
Um, so I think, man, most people will be truly, truly inspired by this interview with you, man. Um, honestly, uh, just even you mentioning your wife, because some young people out there, they may not, they may not look at it as having one person right now because they still trying to just enjoy life and things of that nature, but you can enjoy life with that one, you know, when you finally meet that one, um, or so, man, I'm just really enjoying us. So I just wanted to say, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, man, and, and, and really bringing you all today. Honestly, I can talk to you all day, good brother. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, I, I appreciate, you know, I, I wouldn't be on here if you didn't ask. Uh, so I appreciate you you asking. You there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you you do a great job at embodying, you know, you asked me my five tips. And you also do a great job. I feel like you realize that this this content that you put out, you're not just doing it so you can have like, you know, be a celebrity freaking podcast host. You're doing it because you want to impact people and you're very conscious of that. So I, I appreciate you asking, appreciate you making it, making it happen and following through and uh, look forward to continuing our relationship. Absolutely. All right, Drew. So you in this space, man, you know, as a successful entrepreneur, um, how do you really, really sustain that success, man? Gosh, oh man. Um, stay, I feel like continuing to be humble, continuing to learn and continuing to, you know, get as much information, build as many relationships as possible. I, you know, I don't know, I don't know how long we will be successful, but I'm doing everything I can to make sure that, that we are doing the best that, that we can as YouTubers, that we're doing the best and building our business. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like if you chase excellence, like at the end of the day, even if you fall short of excellence, you'll, you'll, you'll reach a really, a really good spot. Um, so I feel like you just got to keep chasing after it. What would you like to see entrepreneurs do different? Um, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to like, you know, not be, uh, for lack of a better word sorry if this comes off as aggressive but like you, entitled, you know like I, I feel like a lot of people are preaching you know online the motivational business speakers are like hey you deserve this and this is who you are you deserve greatness but just like i said like you got to start somewhere so like if you need to, to be do a free internship for a year that's going to ultimately put you in the position that you need to be in do that you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't be entitled and, and try to try to like skip the line. Cause that's just not going to work. So, so it's humility. That would be my, that would be my answer. Absolutely. I love that. And you say you've traveled many places, man. What was that one specific place that can be in the United States or outside the United States? Um, and which place, like what, what, where was the attraction to that place that you really enjoyed mostly like about like the culture or so? Oh, dude. Spain. Yes. <laughs> we went to we went to Spain a couple I'm I'm big Europe guy. I love history. Uh Spain and Italy, I just love delicious food. They got amazing architecture. The people are like fantastic and fun. And um I, I would go back there as many times as I could. What was your favorite dish? Dude, any tapas, dude. Just load me up on tapas. Fill me up. <laughs> I love whatever that, you know, they got so much good food over there. I can't pick one. I do love the, the, the Italian pizza. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Hey, Drew, man, I know you've been having a space uh, for some time. Almost, we almost uh, out of here. Is this something that you didn't get to share yet, man? And just feel free to be all vulnerable that you can really share with the audience right now that's going to touch somebody. You you mentioned it opening up. Um, gosh, I'm, I am just so thankful for the people in my life who have uh, – when I played in my first NFL game, again, it took me five years. I, uh, I gave that jersey to my dad, and I realized the impact that he had on my life because he allowed me to believe that dreams can come true. Like there, he, I wasn't raised with boundaries. Like he, he literally made allowed me to believe that anything was possible. Mm. Um, and so I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my brother who has just like been such an amazing. Uh, guide through all this there's so many like just be thankful that's that's all i gotta say i'm I'm thankful and i encourage other people to to think about who who they can be thankful to absolutely absolutely just be thankful yes um and we about to approach 2020 man and just you know a couple months from now man what is something you're really looking forward to i know you're looking forward to the little one but you know any projects any upcoming projects any events you got coming up um yeah I'm, I'm working on a lot of good partnerships you know we do consulting and so google brings us in and we talk to different companies and so I, i've really enjoyed that um i have my own um school where i i teach people social media the whole the whole purpose is you know we call it side hustle social because there's a lot of people out the number one thing that that my generation the number one career that they want to have is like youtubers and bloggers dude have you seen this study like 34 percent of people who took the survey want to be YouTubers and like the next second one close was like being online bloggers. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people are trying to make this a career. So we, we kind of teach people ins and outs of how to do that. But the real, the real underlying message and the purpose of it is um, I truly believe that everybody has a unique message, a unique experience that they can share. You know, my, m- me, my journey was not making it in the NFL and documenting that and like showing people that like, Hey, it, things probably aren't going to turn out the way, uh, the way you expect them to, but that's okay. Um, and so I, I, I want to help encourage others to find what that message is for them. And so, uh, you know, we're doing that and that, that's growing like crazy. So I'm excited for that. And Sean and I have a lot of fun things in store. The child being, um, the top one. Yes. Yes. You looking forward to fatherhood, man? Dude. <laughs> yes. But also, wow what a responsibility and i'm just trying to i'm learning as much as i can right now asking questions and uh geez we'll see Mm, that's big and um what's the greatest advice you've ever given man like what something that really sticks with you into today just that one that one conversation or so all right my two favorite quotes are one from my high school weight coach i think muhammad ali said or something but Mm -hmm. um always make yourself comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that stuck with me because man, like if you're always in your comfort zone, you're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to do something new and that's going to push you and, and help expand your boundaries. And the second thing is, and this, this goes with kind of like, you're going to have that grateful perspective or not. Uh, Lex Luthor and one of the, the uh, Superman said, mm-hmm. read war and peace and think that it's uh, a mere adventure novel. Other people can read the back of a gum, gun, gum wrapper and uh understand the secrets of the universe and it's like man that's that's true like what, what's your perspective what are you gonna glean out of something and uh those would be my two 
Absolutely. That's big, man. Oh, man, Drew, I've really had an exciting time with you, man. Such a memorable time, um, honestly. And, you know, it's so amazing how we can come together, man, from I met Drew at uh, the PodFest 19 um, in March of this year. And, um, you know, he was on a panel, him and his other two good friends and business partners as well. And they were just speaking on different topics and entrepreneurship, leadership, vulnerability, and how to build your social media and uh, your YouTube and everything. And he just, something just stood out to me from all three of them, you know, but I seen him, um, I was just about to leave the building and I just decided to speak to him and show gratitude and tell him I really enjoyed his speech and gave me his social media. And from there, you know, we've been in contact and, you know, he's a busy guy, but, you know, he made time to be on here today. So that means a lot. And that's why I say, guys, one conversation can change the communication, you know, between two. And that's what we got to look forward to. You know, you may not know somebody your whole life, but it's those who you come across um, along your journey that you really feel like you knew uh, most of your life because they're just so real. You know, they're not faking it till they make it. They're just being completely vulnerable, transparent, and just showing their true selves, showing up every day because we fail, you know. We fail, we fail, but at the same time, we can get back up and keep going to succeed. And it's not all about an image or just trying to persuade what other people want you to do, but it's about, you know, what you're called to do on this thing called uh, Earth. And that's why it's inspired before we expire. So, Drew, the bonus question, man. When it's all said and done, man, what do Mr. Andrew East want to be really, really remembered for? I um, read this book by Bob Goff. It's called um, Love Does. And I ho- he mentioned this in there. I, I hope people uh, know me as the guy who loved God and, and loved people. So mm-hmm. that's what I want. Amazing, man. Drew, you can um, just lead the people off with something, man, uh, you know, before we get out of here and, and, you know, we'll keep it going. Sweet. I'll lead them off with this. We talked about asking. So if you guys liked this episode of Inspire Before We Expire with T, some, <laughs> give it a subscribe. Give it a little rating because that helps the show and it helps expose it to other people. So I appreciate having me on, man. And, uh, you know, it was a real pleasure. I, I look forward to getting to know you better. Yes, yes. Share your social media and in the space you say your school where you teach people how to build their social media and everything. That's important too because I think many people need to follow that. So just share everything. Yeah, it's sidehustlesocial.com. Um, and we talked about the social media, Andrew D. East. And yeah, man, it's a good thing. You could you could just Google me, probably some some dumb picture of me will pop up or something. <laughs> Oh, man, it's been a pleasure, Drew. Guys, listen, like he said, you know, if you enjoyed it, I know you guys received this fully. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and also leave us a review. Follow my guy, Andrew East, as well. Um, Follow his journey. Follow his mission. Follow his YouTube channel, Andrew East, and also his wife, his lovely wife as well, Sean Johnson as well, who's just continuing. You guys are just continuing to dominate together. Like, it's nothing like a power couple, man. Um, I just think that's that's big, you know. and um, I just wanted to say, man, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you all to my listeners who's listening to right now. I'm Terrell Sumter. That's my guy, the one and only Mr. Andrew East um, coming out of Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, yes, yes. Proudly. This is an inspire before we expire and we're out. Woo!